La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic. Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic. Glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding, ding, dong. Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum, tout avec lui dit boum. Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille. Hey, bonjour, rugby friends, and welcome to a new edition of the French Rugby Connections podcast with moi and me, Tom Dixon. And how are you, Tom? Very well, thank you. It's been a very interesting week of rugby, things going back and forth, lots of news coming up, but now I'm looking forward to this weekend. You bet. You told me earlier it's raining cats and dogs, it's raining a lot in, uh, in Toulouse. Oh yes, it, it rains properly down here. You get massive storms. Sometimes they even have to stop rugby matches briefly. Really? That, in winter, the ball will be slippery. They'll carry on making mistakes and dropping it and passing it to the line judge. But that's fine. It's a winter sport, our sport. So uh, it we is. Enjoy it, all. it is. But have you ever seen some matches, you know, being stopped in Toulouse in a? In the uh, stadium, Ernest Ballon, because of the rain? More because of the lightning <laughs> uh, than the rain. They, they got a bit worried for the electrics. They only stopped for about five minutes. It may have been a technical fault, a call coming through saying, for example, the referee's headphones might have stopped working or the, they were worried that the lights were going out. But yes, I have. it's, it's very rare. Mm -hmm. They're very good at playing through everything, but sometimes you do see games stopped and they huddle in the middle of the pitch to stay out of the lightning. Yeah, but guess what, Tom? You know, there was a team that really, really did well under the rain and it was Perpignan. Perpignan, who, play, who won, yes, the first time, you know, in their fourth game against the mighty Toulon. So... Yes. So I was very, very pleased because, you know, I like the outsiders, you know, <laughs> like Perpignan, Bayonne, who did really, really well, who ramped up this weekend. And, you know, so I raised my beret virtually to Bayonne and Perpignan. But yeah, that, that was amazing. We can talk about that a bit, a bit later. So, but tell me more about the, your team, your favorite team, Toulouse. Start Toulouse. Uh, Start Toulouse. I was there. It was nine o'clock on a Sunday night again. And, But it was uh, on a Saturday, Tom, so it was okay. It, it, yeah, it's sure. So it was on a Saturday. I did. I exceptionally had to get up at eight o'clock the following morning to take my darling daughter to the airport. So it, it felt like a Sunday because I only had a few hours sleep. But you're right, it was Saturday. We've just had the news that in a few weeks' time, the La Rochelle match will be at 9pm on a Sunday. And I... <laughs> I will be on a British Airways plane to London then. So, I, so it infuriates me, as you might have told, as you might tell, that I have to miss a match because of TV viewers. But the good thing But, for you as a Stade Toulousain fan is that, you know, in terms of ranking, we got Stade Toulousain topping the top 14, followed by Montpellier, 14 as well. Very, very close. Only just. Toulouse are ahead on goal difference of one point. <gasps> so it, it could not be more close. So so they're all up there. It's too early to start drawing many conclusions. But uh, yes, the fact that one point of goal difference can make can make the difference between number one and number two spots is uh, quite impressive. So tell me more. What did you make of the game between Toulouse against Racing? Because oh, the yeah. overall score is... Toulouse... 37-10. Wow. Uh, What well, happened? It was 37-10, but at halftime it was 17-10. And for a long time it was quite closely matched and they were within a score or two. 
even I think 15 minutes from the end, it was 20-10. So one try and then it could have been a penalty. So the game wasn't won. Toulouse pulled the cat out of the bag at the last minute. You only have to look at try scorers in the second half. Ange Capuoso, the wonderful half-Italian player, was man of the match and he scored in the 66th minute. And Sofiane Gitoun in the 74th minute. So tries coming from the fast, fast, pretty guys in the second half was wonderful. So Toulouse were back playing at full strength. They were hurt from their less successful previous weekend at Poe, where they didn't put out their strongest side. One shout out. Tell me more about it. Manny Mifu. Uh, right. A massive two meters to 145 kilogram hunk from Melbourne. He's on top form. He's got another try today. And I think he's on three tries in four matches, which for a forward is amazing. So shout out to our Melbourne boy. Melvin Jaminet at 15 was fantastic. So Racing were just beaten on the day. They did have a transformation and a penalty at 40 minutes and 42. So, but it was an open game. Brilliant. So, yeah, it sounds like they ramp up from last weekend because last weekend they lost. But, you know, c'est la vie, as we said. But this time they had the big guns on on the pitch. Absolutely. They have to play their lesser players because it's going to be such a horrible season. And last season, whenever they put out their B team, they got beaten. So they have to get the B team match fit. Yeah, but I'm sure it would be a challenge that the <clears throat> between bracket B team will overcome, you know, with the support of Hugo Mola and others. So, you know, lesson learned. Yeah, absolutely. That's the strategy they're playing this year. And hats off to them. It doesn't really match in the great scheme of things if you lose an away match like last weekend. Yeah. So another key game I mentioned earlier was very much, you know, the game from Perpignan against Toulon. So it was, you know, like David against Goliath. <laughs> Because as we said earlier in the last few weeks, you know, Perpignan has been lagging in the top 14, you know, since the beginning of the season. They haven't won any game. And suddenly something happened, I think, at the stadium Aimé Giral. The Perpignan, you know, romped up and uh, yeah, they, they, they managed the first win, you know, and they could have done even better. Because, because they're, how do you call ouvreur in French, in English, sorry? Fly half. They fly half, yes, they fly half. Tristian Tedder scored 14 points, but he missed two other kicks. So I'm really, really pleased for Perpignan. No? They, you know, they are Catalan, so a bit like Breton, you never know. <laughs> they're very, very strong. On the not so great news for Toulon is that Guess what? It is their 16 defeat in 19 away game for Toulon. So something is not quite working. So I think the management needs to look at how they work away or I, I don't know. There's something not quite gelling there. That's for sure. It's difficult to know. But again, though, it's early days and they've been away for the summer. They... Some teams inexplicably take longer to get things working, ticking over again. But yeah, hats off to Perpignan. They're great fun. And uh, guess what? As we said, Toulon, Perpignan, um, 
I don't know, maybe in Toulon, they are so used to, to the la Dolce Vita, la belle vie en France, <laughs> that they're not used to the rain. In your maybe thinking about the raindrops keep falling on my head. Remember that song from Sasha? Are they? Are they? But we'll see anyway. But do you remember that song, Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head from Sasha Distel? It's your time. <laughs> it's my, I do remember it well. Lovely dance as well. I, I don't particularly remember it from Sasha Distel. I remember it from the movies. Oh, you do? Um, oh, yeah. From Was it Kermit the Frog? <laughs> certainly him. I remember Morecambe and Wise doing it as well. It was a comedy Oh, so, yes. Uh, that's certainly my time. Oh, yes. But, you know, let's give some credit to Toulon because last year they did really, really well towards the end of the top 14 season. So, as we said, it's only early days, so anything can happen. But really pleased for Perpignan anyway. So, well done, Perpignan. I raise my beret. So, oh. tell me about Bayonne. Oh, it is, it is wonderful. I was saying yesterday how Bayonne, had, last week, how Bayonne had the best mascot and the best song. And this week, they beat the mighty Bordeaux Burglar. He oh. is 2015 to Bayonne. So, it was, Tom, what, what happened? Well, it was a full stadium. They're, they're uh, really ambitious. It was actually this week, it was all about Camille Lopez, who was the most fantastic player. And, and of course, all the crowd singing, but still gets me going. For Bordeaux. So are you saying that Bayonne is very much, you know, benefiting from the, from the leadership and the expertise of Camille Lopez, who worked for many, who worked, who played for many years for Clermont? Absolutely. You see this from time to time when you think players who you think are towards the end of their career going down a step to a lesser club. And they absolutely come into their own. The most famous one was, of course, Johnny Wilkinson. You know what, Tom, I was about to say that because John Wilkinson doesn't live very far from where I live. He's one of your heroes because, you know, like you said, you know, he had some brilliant time, won the World Cup, you know, at 24 years old. And then he was plagued by injuries and so on. And then he went to France in Toulon and he kind of... Oh, I can't say the word, rejuvenated himself. Am Absolutely. I right? Thank you. And uh, he loved the experience and he finished his career on a high. I think it was in 2014. I was listening to the radio and he's very much, you know, I love Johnny Wickleton, like a few other English players because they really embrace, you know, the French lifestyle, the French culture. And uh, actually, you know, I think John Wilkinson is very, very happy to have had that, that experience, you know, in uh, in France. But tell me more about what do you have in your house about uh, Johnny Wilkinson? <laughs> I have Johnny Wilkinson on the roof of my house. Uh, what? Uh, what, what, what do you mean you got Johnny Wilkinson? Uh, sorry, I don't understand. I'm French, maybe. Uh, <laughs> tell me more about it. I, I had to have the roof of my house replaced because it was snowing inside. And when you have your roof replaced in France, you get offered, if the roof is big enough, you get offered a, a cockerel as a weather vane on the roof. So, one question. How do you say cockerel in French? Le coq. Le coq. And sportif, if you're lucky. <laughs> if there's anything. So, anyway, the long and short was I didn't want the symbol of French rugby on my roof. So, I had made a silhouette of Johnny Wilkinson in his iconic pose. I said, I don't give me the cock, I will only have Johnny Wilkinson. <laughs> so, so, uh, so to put on my new roof, I had made 
a, a weather vane of Johnny Wilkinson in his iconic pose about to kick for goal. And this is what tells them it's on the front of the house, so people walk by and look at it and take photos. And I believe that when we had a chat with Yannick Joe, that he used to cycle and he saw your house because of Johnny Wilkinson. That forever. <laughs> yes, brilliant. Okay, tell me more about the games that you watch. Oh, okay, so, so Bayern had tries from the forwards Facundo Bosch, the hooker previously of La Rochelle. Mm-hmm. He scored in the 40th minute. And Denis Marchois, the captain's try from the second row, 44th minute. Bordeaux's tries were all from the backs. Roman Burros and Geoffrey Cole. Urios, he must be so upset losing to Bayon. One mustn't laugh at it. But Urios brought on all five scrummagers in one go at 49 minutes. Massive impact to turn the scrum around. And it didn't work. And he has to be worried that Bordeaux can have all this talent, all this fresh strength. And they dominated so much in the second half without really making a difference to the scoreboard. How did uh, Christoph Juros react? He said he wouldn't have changed his coaching decisions for the front row, but and he was happy with the performance in the second half. He was okay with the performance in the second half, but the first half he was furious about. Bordeaux had a last-minute penalty in front of the post at the 8th or 7th minute, And they went for a scrum with their superstar forwards nearly on the pitch. Bayon beat them at the scrum. So so it doesn't always work. So they had the chance of a last-minute victory, and they blew it. Again, we come back saying it's a long way to go. Don't get carried away. Bayon and Bordeaux are not com- competing. Bayon is struggling to keep up, and Bordeaux are aiming for the top six. So you think they made a mistake with go- going for the cr- with a scrum? No, I think the, the right thing to do, they're five points behind. But I think they would have assumed they would win the scrum because they had their first choice front and second row on at this stage. And they didn't. So Bayon is showing true grit and winning the scrum. I'm happy with that. And the overall, and the overall score was 22-15, you know, to Bayon. So, yeah, well done to Bayon and c'est la vie for Bordeaux. They will learn. They will learn from yes. that. So we're conscious of the time. When I look at the score, you know, this this weekend is that all the the team that hosted home games won this weekend. So we yeah. had Perpignan against Toulon. It was 19 to 13. Lyon against Stade Français. It was 33 to 27. Montpellier against Pau, 43 to 17. Castres against Brive. It was 12 to 16. Bayonne, like you mentioned, you know, Bayonne against Bordeaux, Bègle was 20 to 15. Toulouse, 37 to 10 against uh, Racing. And then finally, it was uh, Clermont against La Rochelle, 2013. So I think the home supporters are very much giving them super strength. Also, this week, there were no defensive bonus points. So no close matches within five points. There are a couple of offensive bonus points. Toulouse got there, four tries, as did Montpellier. How interesting, Tom. Mm, What do you make of that? At the end of the season, it's it's luck of the draw. It's partly the weather, but decisive home advantage all around. 
there are yeah. a few mismatched teams as well, but then we've been talking about the two teams where the underdog won. So um very happy it's an exciting top 14. Anything can happen. Anything can happen, indeed. Next weekend, we have Bordeaux-Begler at home to Stade Francais. And Bordeaux really should bounce back from their defeat and win that one comfortably. Mm-hmm. Brive against Bayonne will be fun to watch because they've both been surprisingly good this year. I think Brive will have the muscle to outsmart Bayonne. Clermont against Lyon, I see another home victory on Saturday afternoon. A, a very fun one would be Perpignan Castres to see whether Perpignan can keep the momentum going after their home win in the rain. Castres are better than their recent results show, so they could come back. But I'd see Perpignan just, just getting that one, but it'll be close. Pau at home to Toulon. Now, you'd expect Toulon to bounce back after their disgraceful defeat, but Poe, we've seen a strong and cannot be underestimated. I think home advantage there as well, give it to Poe. La Rochelle against Racing, 92, on Saturday night. That could be a clash, but La Rochelle have been magnificent this year, and I'd give them home advantage as well. Montpellier against Toulouse late on Sunday night. I'm sure Toulouse will enjoy the journey and come out on top there. And, of course uh, you would say that. <laughs> yeah, so I'd say Toulouse by 15. What um, do you think? Of I'm not going to say anything, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's good to hear. You know, next time I will give you my, uh, my prediction and we'll see uh, what percentage of rights you have. Wow, I love the top 14. I think it's one of the most exciting competition in the world, but I'm biased, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> but I know I enjoy the English Premier League and I also watch, you know, the, uh, oh my goodness, New Zealand against Australia. And wow, they really trash Australia this weekend. That's been a great competition for, for, for neutral observers like us. It's been great rugby. I have to say, great refereeing, despite the odd argument about Frenchmen, but really looking forward to next year's World Cup. Exactly. And this year's Ladies' World Cup. Well, like we said, you know, never ever underestimate, you know, your competitors. We've got, what, 11 months until the start of World Cup, so yeah, let's wait and see. So, do you have any news regarding what's happening in France? Oh, yes, very much. There's... There's one I, I want to put as a quiz for you. Toulouse obviously has as many injured players as other teams generally do. But what is the reason, Veronique, why eight key players are going to be missing matches over the next month or so? Specifically, François Croix, Pierre Frissac, Dorian Aldeguerri, Cyril Bay, Julien Marchand, Peter Aki, Richard Arnold and Alban Placine. Yeah. They're all going to be missing matches for amongst the best of reasons. I know, injuries. Rugby no. is a very... No? No. It, it, they are allowed 28 days leave for, as paternity leave. There is a baby boom in southwest France. In okay. Toulouse. So let, let me do some math. So September, baby boom. So Christmas. 
Christmas. Okay, so that's what happened in Christmas. Okay, so they've, they've been busy during the Christmas season. But it's a bit surprising because I think in France you play on the 26th of December as well. Yes. Funny enough, they call it Le Boxing Day, but it's very rarely on the 26th. So I'm there saying it's not Boxing Day. But, but yes, they do. They, they do play over the Christmas break, but clearly playing at home as well. So are you saying that when you are... When you live in France, you got one month paternity leave? Yes, yes, that's French law. Or I, I wish I'd have known. <laughs> <laughs> Because I think in the UK, you know, in England, it's only two weeks. And usually men, I mean, my daughter is 17 years old now. But for men, you know, they had to take, you know, like holidays at that time, 17 years ago. But yeah, really good. One month off. Wow. Yeah, okay. but it's evolving. The, the, what people are allowed in each country does evolve and is more generous. But it is sent to have eight people at the same time on top of injuries and on top of international duties. We better get our, our B team and C team as fit as a fiddle. Well, what I can say, they had a good Christmas. I'm, I'm very happy for all of them. <laughs> a little bit of English news slash French news. Zach Mercer won the best top 14 players on Monday. So surprise, surprise, not really surprise because it was very much instrumental, you know, for Montpellier, you know, to win the uh, the top 14, le bouclier de Brennus in, in, in June. So absolutely amazing. And however, you know, he's leaving at the end of next year and he's going to join Gloucester. But there are some rumors there going round and round. Maybe Sam Simons might join Montpellier. That would be fantastic as well. So just for the French, for the top 14, yes. <laughs> yes. This Monday night was the Nuit de Rugby, the annual award show organised by Ligue Nationale de Rugby with Canal Plus. Indeed, generally, the big prizes go to the team that won the top 14, which is Montpellier. Brilliant. And of course, of course, Monsieur Dupont, Antoine Dupont, who not only won, I think last year he won best top 14 players and best international players, but this year he won best international players. He did. He was the best international French 15 player. Can you think of any other stud to lose on Scrum House who has won that recently? Yes, a lovely, lovely lady. She's more like me, you know, but very feisty. Laure Sansus. So Madame, you, Madame, you, ma, may I say Madame Dupont, but maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you know, they, it's amazing because they are very, very amazing together. Can you imagine Laure? Can you imagine Laure and Antoine getting married one day? And oh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so dear listeners, the story is that there are two International Player of the Year awards. Both of them were won by Stade Toulousain Scrum Half. Antoine Dupont for the men's game and Laure Sansus for the ladies' game. One thing I forgot to mention is that, obviously, you told me that you went to see 15 games during 2015. And Seward Lancaster kind of bounced back like Philippe Saint-André. Philippe Saint-André and his staff won... The best training squad. The best training squad, you know, for top 14... And I raised my beret because I remember, you know, great emotion and sadness when France went out in 2015 in Cardiff. And when England failed to get out of the pool, it was very sad, but it was fair rugby. The English 
trainers and squad got a lot of very tough criticism about their choices in the game. And, and Stuart Lancaster took a lot of heat. Um, it's great to see him bouncing back. He's made a big difference with Leinster, certainly. And the news this week is that he's signed for Racing Metro. And <coughs> Racing 92. Racing 92, they're called nowadays, are they? So, so Stuart Lancaster has signed for Racing 92, which is a great move for both sides and it's good to see him bouncing back from 2015 bad news with England in the World Cup. Murad Boujoel tweeted today saying, well, for 13 out of the top 14 teams, this is really bad news, meaning <laughs> that Stuart Lancaster is rated and is expected to make a difference. So I look forward to seeing that because... Racing 92 have been punching below their weight in recent years. They need to bring it all together. So we'll see whether Stuart Lancaster is our man. Indeed, indeed. So, yeah, I'm excited to see the, the changes in that Racing 92. Leo Colley won the Pro Data Player of the Year. Wow! Uh, At the Nerida Rugby, he has gone to Montpellier. He was at Stade Montreux. Pro des Deux, the lovely second league of French rugby. It was a great weekend, very close. Because the game I was interested in, you were also interested in, Veronique, because Van had come to Colomier. And Van is from your area, and Colomier is my local team. And at the last minute, Van won the game by three points. Uh, in perspective... Colombia's last two games, they won by one point. So overall, they're one point down after three games. I know it was a very tough win for Van. So well done to, uh, I mean, well done to Van, but well done for your team as well. Well done to Van. They had a red card in the 24th minute, I believe, and managed to struggle on as 14 men. So hats off to them. Beeritz beat Carcassonne, which was a great game and good fun. So Give me the result, Beerus. Carcassonne was 32-23. Grenoble beat Aurillac, 17-9. So Grenoble are top of the table now. They're looking strong already. Massey beat Aix-en-Provence, Provence Rugby, which is their first victory of the season. Montauban thrashed Montemarsa, 43-19, the bonus offensive. Oyonnax beat Navarre, and Oyonnax are now second in the tables. Lost to Ajan, 13-16, and Soyou Angoulême beat Bézier, 19-10. So top of the table, we now have Grenoble and Oyonnax topping it up. Behind them is Van, doing very well, very strong last season, showing strong already. Montemarsa, Rouen and Colomb. And then the usual lot in the middle, the ones out of position, Albiritz is ninth, that we'd expect to do stronger. Aix-en-Provence... I think should be hitting the top six as possibly, but up 14th, as possibly should Carcassonne, who are 15th. So lots of close matches, lots of exciting play, lots of great players. So don't overlook the Pro Day Deux. Merci beaucoup. Brilliant. Brilliant. 
But hey, it's been great speaking to you. And for our listeners, I hope you enjoy our chat. I've got a few exciting players and former players lined up. I'm looking forward to it. The caliber of guests we've had on this podcast has been exceptional. And all I can do is get the occasional photograph with uh, the 14th president. It's all about French rugby connections. What a wonderful way to finish. Bernie, thank you so much. Au revoir. À bientôt. Au revoir. La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic. Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic. Glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding-ding-dong. Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum. Tout avec lui dit boum. Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille.